2: Paul Douglas back with you it's Monday it's Valentine's Day you didn't forget did you it's, it's never too late well actually it is <laughs> yeah
3: it's definitely is too point, late at some point
2: at this point don't bother <laughs> oh my so we had uh, chicken chili yesterday and oh. we had some uh, some shrimp mm-hmm. which which was great and one uh, of those seven layered dips. And some beer and some wine. It was a nice evening. Uh, Just catching up with some friends. Pretty quiet. I know you were flying back from San Diego, DJ. Welcome home. It it sure sounds like you had an amazing week. I love San Diego. It's kind of like Southern California without... Many of the Southern
3: California problems <laughs> yeah, with yes, traffic yes. and all of that, right? Yeah, I, uh, it's funny you mentioned traffic because, uh, you know, there was no horror, there was no, you know, hours and hours tucking traffic. But still, even where we were, you know, th- th- there's issues and there's traffic and, oh, we have to drive 10 miles. Oh, well, you get on the five and it's bumper yeah. to bumper for five minutes. So no big deal. But it reminded me why I don't want to live in Southern California for sure. But yeah, we were in Oceanside, which is about 30 miles north of San Diego, actually right near... Um, uh camp pendleton the marine base oh, out there okay um just yeah. not too far from there we almost we we, we had to do a little u-turn because we almost tried to enter the base one time we weren't quite sure where <laughs> we were going to go ah, i don't that. think yeah. we're supposed to go through those gates there i think we're gonna get turned around yeah. so let's turn around now so um yeah and i i've talked to you and Jordana a few times about doing the opposite and what that means when you're traveling if everyone's going here you go there right yeah. and um yeah. Uh, we got to Oceanside in the evening, we got our kids down, had dinner, and then I went down to the hot tub that night. And there was two older guys in the hot tub, and I overheard them talking about how quiet it is there right now. And he, and he said, you know, if you come here a month from now, or in the summer, this place is crawling with kids, and there's people everywhere, and it's super busy, and I just thought... I think that means we nailed it, that we we did the opposite enough that everyone's back in school, it's before anybody's spring break, but it's after everybody's holiday travel, and we got to go somewhere that was 70 or in some cases this last week 80 degrees in the winter, but we did not have huge crowds because of where we chose to go and because of the time we chose to go. So to me, that was a win. I think you nailed it because if you wait later in spring, they have
2: something called the June gloom. It tends to be cloudier Mm -hmm. in May and June. Mm, Okay, Uh, You don't get the nice sunsets, the nice clear skies. Mm, But the
3: water is still chilly, right? Did your girls go in the water? We did a lot of like wading by the shores, but nobody – I jumped in. I'm the only one that jumped in. Um, But the swimming pool at the complex we were at was heated. So it was comfortable to go in the swimming pool, and then of course the hot tub was a favorite for everybody as well. And you did something that I've always dreamt
2: of doing. You were up in the yeah. mountains in the snow. <laughs> I was, and then three hours later, you were on the beach.
3: Yeah, wow. I've, I've got this. Uh, I've, I've got an Indy Pass, which is a, a, basically a ski pass for a, you know a bunch of different resorts all over the country. And I looked up, and sure enough, one of these resorts that I have free passes to is two hours away just outside of San Bernardino up in the mountains there. And I wasn't sure, you know, I talked to you on Wednesday and I said, I don't know, Paul, I'm not sure if I can pull it off. And then it's funny, here's what happened is that night after I talked to you, my mom said, hey, I was looking at this play we might want to go to on Friday. But it starts at 8 o'clock, and we couldn't take the kids with, so we're trying to figure out how to make that work with everybody, and maybe would you be willing to babysit, or, or not babysit, but stay home with the kids for the evening while the girls, while my mom and sister and wife go to this play. And mm-hmm. I kind of just licked my chops and said, now is the time to spring yeah. on them, the me leaving for a day and leaving them without a vehicle for the day. So we made a little deal. I took the minivan and drove up in the mountains and, all the girls hung out, and they, you know, they couldn't go anywhere, but they hung out on the beach for the day. And then later that night, I stayed home with the kids while they went to a play. So it ended up a, a nice little give and take. Good for you. But yes, I Good. did it. We, you know, I was skiing up in the mountains near Big Bear, and I, it was it was sixty degrees when I left. It, I, I couldn't believe it. As and and people there were like, yeah, we get a lot of days like this where it's really warm. And I just I had to pinch myself every run but, I took. I literally never put my gloves on, Paul. I took was gloves. It mushy? With. I was yeah, it was how mushy. How the snow? They, they had it groomed really nicely uh, first hmm. thing in the day, and then by about twelve thirty, it just got really slow and really mushy. And I, and I left just after that. I, I did the morning, okay. and I it wasn't a huge place, and I got a few runs in. Um, snow Valley is what it's called. But then I drove straight from there to our yeah. resort and met my family and, and jumped in the ocean that night. Jumped in the ocean. So how just about to that? say you did? It. Yeah, just to say I did. About three hours after
2: that that's that's hardcore okay uh two quick questions yeah what was the highlight was that the highlight what you just talked about uh or was it something with your girls
3: Mm -hmm. and what if anything would you do differently well based on your experience sure the highlight yes the skiing was great but no we were there to be with family and being on the beach with my girls i mean we did Every single night, we would hang out on the beach during sunsets. And I also remember the first time we went to the beach, the first morning, my mom and sister wanted to walk to the pier, which was maybe a mile away across. And my girls were just loving the sand. They sat down there playing, and we were like, okay, come on, come on, let's go, let's go. And I just – I said, you guys go ahead. I'll sit here and let the girls play in the sand. And just to sit there for 45 minutes and watch my girls just stack rocks in the sand I mean do nothing but have the time yep. of their life It's just uh, It's just so special and I love that they get to have Experiences like that it makes me so happy um, They're, they're going to be just like dad They're yeah. going to be just like you They're going to have that wanderlust Man, I mean, I th- <laughs> yep.
2: and then Anything th- you do different
3: Well uh, I was hoping you wouldn't ask this But I did uh, I was running to get groceries And I locked the keys inside the rental car so <laughs> i've been there done that so that was a Did bad really? day and an expensive uh, actually you know i I've googled the locksmith and found somebody and they came but it's not cheap and i'm sitting there feeling like an idiot in the parking lot as my <laughs> cell phone's dying and my charger's in the car and i'm supposed to shop but i can't shop because what do i do with the bags of grocery anyway <laughs> so it was fine it, it basically was you know a 40 minute delay and a you know north of a hundred dollar bill to uh get that unlocked but uh not the end of the world but and i don't know what to do different i mean i wasn't thinking i i left the keys sitting on the thing and i locked it with my manually on the way out and anyway dumb really dumb but i did it
2: been there done that all right could have been worse yes
3: yes it could have
2: could have been worse no showstoppers thank you dj you bet welcome home man good to have you here When we come back, we have questions. I have questions for Andy Tate. He's a uh, financial advisor with Best Prep and Cahill Financial Advisors. Uh, Talk of interest rates going up. Is this the time to lock in a loan? We talk with Andy next. Oh, my. Inflation is up to uh, 7.5%, higher than it's been in 40 years. We're paying more for a lot of stuff especially food, uh, vehicles, used vehicles, new vehicles. It's a long list, which made me wonder, is this a time before the Fed officially raises rates by at least some estimates are half a basis point, maybe a a whole point in the coming months or so? And I wanted to reach out to uh, Andy Tate with Best Prep. He's a financial advisor, Best Prep and Cahill Financial Advisors. Always great advice. Andy, welcome back to the show.
1: Thanks for having me, Paul.
2: So if, if if your mother called and said, Andy, is this the time I've been thinking about uh, a mortgage? I've been thinking about getting a loan out, perhaps on a, on a vehicle. Um, it seems to me like rates have nowhere to go but up. And is this a good idea to try to lock something in sooner rather than later?
1: I couldn't agree more. I think cars and homes are two separate conversations. Um, but when it comes to your home, there are a lot of people out there that look at the lowest possible rate, and they might get to 2.2%, 2. 2. and it, they forget that it's a 10-year arm. So in 10 years, they're going to have to refinance again. Well, I think just using some practical thinking, rates can't go much lower. So I would say yes. I would look at using a fixed product at this point.
2: Okay. I'm also curious about crypto. (laughs) I have zero money in crypto, and maybe I'm missing the... uh, I I tend not to invest in things I don't fully understand, and I think there's going to be a shakeout, and I'm not sure which currency is going to be the winner. I, I certainly believe in blockchain technology. Yes, that's the future, but I think there will be winners and losers, and I couldn't help but notice for the first time On your tax return, uh, there's going to be a question, a yes, no question. At any time during 2021, did you receive, sell, exchange, or otherwise dispose of any virtual currency? And uh, I'm just curious, does this come up with your clients' crypto and, you know, there is no free lunch, right?
1: Absolutely. It's come up a lot lately because those who have invested in it have had a rough stretch so a lot of them want to get out of it because it's it's tough. Which one do you want to pick? And I agree with you, Paul. I think the technology is 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 here, but as far as as far as selecting which one you go with, boy, that's tough. That's tough to do.
2: Yeah, I um, I'm just curious. You you are a financial advisor, and if somebody says, "Hey, should I I, I want a diverse portfolio? I want to diversify stocks, bonds." Maybe some gold, maybe some crypto. Is that a conversation you have with your clients now, Andy?
1: It is. And I think looking at all aspects, as well as the timing of, of, of your investments, you know, for example, for those who are very concerned about the current inflation market, well, you look at tips, you look at short-term solutions, but the key is not to put everything in, in a short-term solution that's meant to have a long-term outp- output. So that's the concern: is everybody will take a retirement account and put it all into one? It's a, is a tips, is a crypto. Um, it needs to be spread out. We don't know exactly which sector will win, and so we want to make sure we have our eggs spread out a little bit.
2: My kids are telling me that uh, low fee <coughs> index funds, and and they, you know, they mentioned Vanguard and Schwab and and. That that you can't beat that, and that you have to be very careful when those fees go up to you know one percent, one and a half, two percent. That really eats into your returns over twenty, thirty years. So they, they've been preaching to me, hey dad, you, you know you should have some money in these uh, very very low cost, uh, low fee index funds that mimic S and P and Nasdaq and etc., etc. Where do you come down on that? Is it possible to pick individual stocks? Is it possible to to time the market?
1: Well, I couldn't agree more as far as the ETFs or index funds. And you want to be able to control what you can control. And one piece you can are expense ratios. So they're very low cost investment instrument. So I love them. Now, when it comes to looking at diversifying your portfolio, some of those sectors, you want to have a human being or a group of people behind the scenes helping with some of those decisions. You know, think of an emerging market where you want to have someone out there kicking the tires, learning about this company. So does it make sense or does it not? Because remember, the exchange traded funds, they use computers. That's how they get the cost very low. So having a blend between the two, but absolutely you need to focus on the cost. That's one area you can control.
2: Okay. Andy, what am I not asking that that is timely, that uh, is top of mind for you? What are you focused on? What fires are you putting out right now with your clients in in this particular economy? It's been a rough few weeks for people in the market. What what are you telling them? Be patient.
1: I think the key right now, and I think a lot of people overlook the, the, the power of cash and making sure that you have enough cash on hand and allow yourself to weather this storm. We've been through this before. Granted, every situation is slightly different or unique, but we've been in other turbulent times. And ultimately, if you look back on some of the, the values that worked, cash, cash helps. So make sure that you have enough set aside so you are able to make good decisions versus being forced to make a poor decision at a bad time.
2: Somebody pointed it out to me, Andy, that the U.S. stock market has turned $1 into $748,000 over the last 100 100- years. 30 years, it's still the greatest wealth generation machine of all time. If you remain calm, you don't dump everything during a panic when the market plunges. Um, You know, those are buying opportunities, right? When there's blood in the water, when everybody else is selling, that's when the smart money is buying, correct?
1: Absolutely. If you walk out and you see the crowds running to the left, if you sprint to the right, you have a chance to make money. And also look at Buffett. (laughs) I mean, Buffett, yeah. he makes his money in down markets, you don't make it in up markets. You feel good, but you're not making as much as you will be making uh, as you would in a down market. So I look at it as an opportunity. And I know some clients don't appreciate the big smile on my face when the market goes down. But I look at it as these are dollars that we're going to use and, and consume 15, 20 years down the road. This is great. People will drive all over the city to save five cents on gas, but, they will, but they, with investments, they refuse to appreciate a discount.
2: You almost It almost goes against human nature, right?
1: Well, that's how I stay employed.
2: <laughs> that's good. It's, it's good. I appreciate you telling it like it is and uh, going off your experience. Andy Tate, thank you. You doing okay? I'm doing well. It's Valentine's Day. What could go wrong? You didn't forget, did you? No, no. Got a
1: card okay. and 16 years of marriage. All I got to do is just do a random I love you and I should be good. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Andy Tate, uh Best Prep and Cahill Financial Advisors, uh financial advisor extraordinaire. Thanks, Andy. Thank you, Paul. <laughs> oh my, yeah. Is that all it takes? Really, a card? Just a card and a couple of "I love yous." DJ, you're kind of you're frowning a little bit. Huh? Uh,
3: no, yeah. I mean, no, no. I don't think that's what it takes. Because if if it's a card and a couple I love yous, but there's snow on the driveway and the trash isn't taken out and the dishes aren't done, you might be in trouble. It's those other things. I'm sure Andy does all those things first thing I'm in the sure morning. I'm sure he does
2: though. too. Yeah, so yeah. He's I'm probably second guessing Andy. Yeah,
3: the rest of us, though.
2: <laughs> oh, boy. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Yeah, there's no Hollywood ending. It's a roller coaster ride. Strap yourself in, right? Uh, So when we come back, some Super Bowl thoughts with the one, the only, Mike Max. He's next. Maxie's Sports brought to you by the John Schuster Group, Caldwell Banker Real Estate One of the announcers yesterday on NBC said, uh, is this going to be L.A. story or Cinderella story? And I was kind of hoping for Cinderella story. I always root for the underdog, and I don't think any, but, well, very few people were picking the Bengals. Turns out the Rams got it done. Mike Max here early, a special bonus segment with Maxie, and I appreciate that, Mike. Thank you for joining us early, and just want to get your reaction. I assume you watched... The game yesterday.
0: Oh, sure, yeah. yeah. I don't get too involved in any emotion. I guess I watching football. I think it's a, it's a wonderful sport, and wonderfully entertaining. and I just, It's got everything in it. And it's just—it's You don't realize what they're doing to your senses during a good football game. Uh, but they're toying with all of them, and you don't even
1: realize it. <laughs> and
0: yeah. that, to me, is the sign of it. You got it figured out. And you got it right. and That's what they did. Uh, even if you don't care who wins yesterday, it was pretty good stuff.
2: Well, it 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 was, and everybody you know was talking about. Well, Joe Burrow, and and he is remarkable, and he's had quite a run, and can he keep it going? On paper, the Rams though had the better team, right?
0: Yeah, and I mean Burrow was, was okay; he was nothing sensational yesterday. But I got to tell you, you know the, the, that in the Super Bowl, uh, generally speaking, you come off a Super Bowl win, and you feel or you've been to the Super Bowl, you feel pretty good about your team. I'd be very concerned about Cincinnati about their offensive line because that, that was, I mean, that that was a disaster in the playoffs, even though they won games. And, and Burrow was constantly, I mean, he had to be thinking about that all the time. Yeah. They tried to change their game plan up and then Raheem Morris adjusted for the Rams and, uh, uh, that didn't work. And, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the, the Bengals are, I mean, how you get that far with that bad offensive line is beyond me.
2: So this was the first NFL title for the Rams since 99. Um, boy, oh Greatest boy.
0: Show I, on I, turf, they called it then, yep.
2: Yeah, and I, yeah. Anyway, Kurt any, any other...
0: Isaac Bruce and Marshall Faulk? I mean, they were loaded for bear in 99. Everything was good about uh, what they had going that year. It, uh, Tampa took a pretty good swipe at them that year in the NFC Championship with Tony Dungy, but uh, that team was really special. This one was good. And, and, and in fairness to the Rams, I mean, you lose Beckham, uh, Higby's out, your tight end, you can't run the football, and you find a way to win a game. And everybody knows you're going to throw it to Cooper Cup. I mean, that's pretty remarkable that he and Stafford pulled that off. This, Stafford was just okay for the day, but he and Cup made enough plays at the end. And I mean, that was, I mean, that, that was legendary what they did because everybody knew what they were going to do.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They signaled what they were going to do. You're right. I'm just. I'm impressed that the NFL got an entire season in. And yes, there yeah. were disruptions. But when you look at it with Omicron and and the debate over vaccines and masking, the NFL kind of threaded the needle, right?
0: Uh, yeah, they, but they didn't just thread the needle. They created it. You know, they created their own narrative by being very aggressive about testing with players and whatnot. Uh and they had some mix ups there, I think, you know. Uh they were gonna be so tough on it and then Aaron Rodgers got it and it was only a fourteen thousand dollar fine and before the season they're talking about forfeits and missed paychecks. Well that never happened, but they did deliver starting last year and and I've talked about this before, their aggressive testing policy. I got tested all the time out at the Vikings, which I kinda like because I didn't have to go in line <laughs> somewhere. Uh but just to cover the team, uh you had to get uh uh tested. So they were way out in front of it. Uh, with what they did. And by the end of it, I mean, I, I never heard of anybody in the Super Bowl on either staff testing positive or anything else. So whatever it was that they did, they changed the rules a little bit, relaxed them a little bit here with the five days and everything else. But I, I thought the NFL also was, was, was a leader in this. They didn't just get lucky, but they they were out front and they led in a lot of ways to how to deal with the virus.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Hey, Kevin O'Connell, is it is it official can, can we talk about it publicly i mean now that well, the super bowl else has is over
0: Then he's been hiring staff i mean it's not like it's some secret if the question is what will the press conference be i assume it'll be you know probably he's going to celebrate this thing obviously but i assume it'll be uh uh wednesday or so they'll bring him into town and uh uh he'll uh, officially uh, you know take over and get his office and all that stuff at the uh, uh at the vikings but uh, uh you know he he's uh uh, kind of interesting because he, he didn't call plays for the Rams. You saw him yesterday. He's standing next to Stafford. They have conversations. Uh, he's standing next to McVay. So obviously he has great input when you're the offense, of course, they have great input, uh, into the game plan, et cetera. Uh, but it wasn't as if he was really running the offense. McVay was. Hmm. So it'll be interesting to see how he formulates, you know, uh, who he is as a head coach because, uh, uh, you know, if you didn't like the plays called yesterday, it really wasn't him. He just helped put the game plan together. So it'd be interesting to see how he does that going forward.
2: Maxie, are there any Vikings players who should be a little more nervous than others?
0: Well, I mean, no, no. I mean, you know, if they change the defense of Donatel to do defensive coordinator goes to a 3-4, then obviously you don't need to make defensive linemen and whatnot. But uh, in, in general, it, right now, it's it's a salary cap issue. It's all those things. That, you know, is Anthony Barr, can you bring him back at $5 million a year? Uh, as opposed to you know paying him eleven or twelve million a year, how are you going to save for Justin Jefferson because he's going to get a big payday down the road? Uh, where does Adam Thielen fit into that? Uh, all, uh, all Daniel Hunter is another big question because he's been hurt. Uh, you know he wants a longer contract and big money and all those things, but he's been injured uh, and only played a half a season in the last two years. So so you know he he he's in that formula as well uh, in terms of you know you don't know where they fit or if they'll sign those guys.
2: But there's no question, Kirk Cousins is is going to be the quarterback.
0: I don't think there's year. any question. I think Kirk Cousins helped hire this guy. You know, I think his relationship in Washington, yeah. uh, he's got the ear of ownership and other people. And I, I think that he, uh, uh, if they had a good relationship, I think Cousins probably put in a good word for him because I know he was vocal about other things this year uh, behind the scenes that maybe people weren't aware of. And so, mm-hmm. uh, so my guess is that he had something to say. And then the other piece of it is, uh, you know. Uh, you got to go for it this year. You, you're not that far away. You look at what the Rams did. Uh, they had Von Miller. Uh, they had, had uh, Beckham. And, and all of a sudden, you know, and they already had good players. They're right there. Well, the Vikings aren't that far removed from either team that played yesterday. Uh, the Bengals beat them with the last-second field goal, and they played the Rams, you know, toe-to-toe into the fourth yeah. quarter. They're not that far away. So you would hope they're going to go for it and not try to rebuild right now. And if you're going to go for it, then cousin has to be your quarterback
2: yeah absolutely maxie stick around we want to talk uh wild and wolves and whatever's on your mind when we come back with mike max seven three pointers 37 points the wolves getting it done too maxie what what's top of mind for you with the wild and the wolves right now well
0: you you mentioned the wolves is out at their uh, practice today visiting with coach finch and others and uh he, he was not he has not been happy with their defense and uh They've been scoring a lot of points, but they've been giving up a lot of points, so he decided to have them practice today. Normally, this could be a day off with two games coming up, uh, but with the all-star break on the horizon, he decided to work them out a little bit today. And he just thinks that they've become complacent uh, defensively. And, uh, you know, <laughs> whoever thought we'd be complaining about Things like that for a Wolves team that has a winning record, which yeah. <laughs> they've been well. in this in, in this territory for a long time, you know, just when they had Jimmy Butler and that crew. Uh, but uh, so he took them through the paces and is trying to reemphasize and uh, uh, reengage them in defensive concepts that he wants to see here uh, going forward. But they, they had a nice win yesterday. Indiana, obviously, is, is out of it. Not a very good team right now. They they made trades. They you know they've given up on this season, so it's a team you should beat, and they did. Uh, but, uh, uh, yeah, he, he's demanding more of his players and, and asking more in terms of uh, urgency and, and mechanics on defense. Hmm.
2: Maxie, what are you tracking for TV and for your show right now?
0: Uh, well, I'll, I'll tell you a quick one. I just left I'm on my way back. I, I stopped here to, to talk to you, but uh, I was at a, a St. Paul High School, and there's this girl. She scored 41 points there, and she's just a terrific basketball player, wow. okay? So, so you go, wow, I'm watching the video. I'm going, well, how big is she? Five, two and a half. What? And, and, and she can play. I mean she can play. I don't care who she's playing against. Her mom is the coach, so I'm just coming back from shooting that story. That was kinda of fun. And then I, on Saturday I was out at the Minneapolis North Hopkins game. I, I went just as a spectator to to show respect for what had happened of course on the north side uh with Deshaun yeah. Hill and it was a it was a full house and it was it was a whale of a basketball game that Minneapolis North won between two really good teams. Uh, but the backdrop, of course, was was Deshaun Hill and his uh, his family sat center court and the people gave him a standing ovation when they came in. And uh, there were a lot of moments there and a lot of emotion. And, and, and you realize that, you know, with all the people that I talked to there, you know, this, this gr- grieving, we, we hear about this all the time, is that, you, you know, different people grieve different ways in different stages. And, and I, I, I just think that's something to be really aware of it at North high school right now, because there's just so much going on and so many things and so many questions. Uh, this was their guy, man. And and he, and he was coming up and he was doing all the right things. And, uh, -hmm. as was his family. And, and now here they sit. And I just, uh, I I think it's going to be a tough process there. And I, and I hope that people, uh, uh, give them time and space and uh, as well as support, because, uh, they're going to need it and uh there's a lot of good things going on over the, the north side and uh, coach McKenzie and some of the people that are in beforehand did a wonderful job so it was uh, uh it was a tough day though it was a tough day
2: to be there yeah it's just a just a heartbreaking story and it just seems <laughs> like you know it's been a string it seems an endless string of heartbreaking stories one after another and and we can never become numb to this
0: no, and I, I got to tell you something, Paul. And I, and I shared this this morning. I, I hesitated whether I should or not, but um, when I was at the game, a guy approached me and he said, um, "He said, you know, I was only half a block away, and and I was in a store, and somebody said those were gunshots, I think, and they looked out. They said somebody's down, and this guy went out, and huh. uh, from afar, from from forty feet away, uh, uh, he videotaped what he saw on the, on the sidewalk, which was a distressed lady calling for help, and and you could see a a young man there uh and when when i saw that it it just it it hit me like i can't even explain because it was real this this was the real time look at what happens when, when uh, something awful happens and to see even from the distance what was going on there um especially knowing the results was it was so overwhelming for me to look at that I, you know, I've had a tough time sleeping that night just because, but I'm glad I saw it because this isn't something that's just in the newspaper headlines. This isn't something that's just on the newscast from afar. When when you see what really happened uh, or at least the aftermath of your heart just turns inside out. You just, you know, the, the reality of it is just so, so awful, so awful that you can't put into terms.
2: I think every every parent and and look, you don't have to be a parent uh, to to, no, to grieve, no. to grieve with his parents. So it, yeah, it's just a just a horrible story. But Maxie, I appreciate uh, the fact that you can report on so many things in addition to sports and provide some context. So thank you. You you be safe out there. Uh, spring is coming, no time soon, mind you, but it's coming. <laughs>
0: and, <laughs> so you're saying i don't need to shovel my sidewalk because by april we'll be gone
2: <laughs> well <laughs> uh, i think that's appreciate what mike Lynch you, buddy. Said. thank you paul thank you buddy appreciate it <laughs> mike max when we come back uh is russia going to invade ukraine we talk to an expert about that when we come back on cco